Hello, Herstorians. I'm your host, Heather Ashley, and welcome to another episode of Women of Her Story, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women who have made or are making their mark on our society. Today, I have with me the founder and CEO of The Shoe Consultant, Susanna Davda. Thank you so much for joining us today, Susanna. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this. I just realized I did a little bit of an affected accent on your name, on your first name. Just now it's like, oh, Susanna. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not supposed to rhyme with banana, although now I'm getting confused with how Americans pronounce banana. We say Susanna and banana. Susanna and banana and then Susanna banana. Oh, it would be Susanna, banana, very different things. Oh, interesting. I'm I'm doing like the over-exaggerated, what we all think British people sound like accent. (laughs) Oh, God, it's so cringe. I was watching something the other day when someone was doing an, an American person was doing an impression of an English accent. It's so hard to hear that. Here's a business idea. Maybe I can remotely teach teach Americans to do really good English accents. Yes, I think that's an excellent business venture. There. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's... But then so is the shoe consultant. Yeah. See. Oh look! Look at brought it right back in. Let's talk about <laughs> shoes. <laughs> How did your interest in shoes begin? Okay, so I kind of think it started when I uh, began working in a shoe shop when I was 16, but actually, in reality, it goes back further than that, because when I was a kid, I had quite a strange upbringing. <laughs> my, um, my dad was a vicar. Is it called vicar in America? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and my mum actually wasn't a Christian (laughs) so that was already an interesting mix yeah and he was into everything alternative so in some ways my dad kind of got um kind of caught up in a bit of that as well he was also a really practical man like he'd been a car mechanic um like way before I was born and he'd done various different quite practical things always liked to make things was very good at DIY thank goodness Um, (laughs) and so he went on a course and he learned how to make shoes and it, it was actually quite useful because there were four of us kids. And so that's a lot of shoes. Yeah. And he wasn't on a particularly high salary, particularly for a family of six. <laughs> and so it was a way to save money. And also, I think he just quite liked doing it. So, yeah. And then um, the older I got, the, <laughs> the less keen I was actually to wear my dad's yeah. shoes. Yeah. Even though, you know, they were basically made to measure, they were bespoke, you know, I was, I was lucky to have them, but of course, you know, then I became a, a grumpy cheek teenager and, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so it goes back that far, but, you know, when I started working in shoe shops and I sort of realized that people created shoes for a living, then that was when I got the bug and then... <sighs> Once you, once you get into shoes, they don't leave you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, that's, that's so 
interesting that he just kind of decided to learn how to make shoes. I mean, where was it with, did he have to like buy the specific leathers and, and uh, like uh, shoe making things? I don't even know the right words to go through <laughs> to ask yeah. this question. Yeah, kind of sole materials and leather and tools and things. So I guess, so I think he actually went away on a course. So mm -hmm. some kind of like residential thing and then came back with a book and some materials. And I guess the details of a mail order company, obviously, you know, it was a catalog phone number post mm. era. So there was no internet. It was pretty difficult. Mm. It's actually quite hard to get shoe materials even now, but um, yeah, he, he, he was resourceful for sure. And I remember him measuring my feet. Um, and so he would draw around my feet and, uh, <laughs> and it really tickles if, if you ever experience that. I, yeah, I found it very hard to keep still. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because it's a little, they do that a little bit um, for like point shoes. If you're, um, yeah. Yeah, they, there's a whole lot of craziness involved with like getting fit for the point shoe. And then sometimes you do have to get them custom made if you have weird feet like mm. myself. <laughs> yeah, it, it is quite a, it's when it gets to the arches, right? When they go past the arch that you it sends the chill up your spine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> feet are very sensitive. <laughs> Well, you ended up going to college and studying footwear design. What was that like? Yeah, it was, it was amazing, you know, to have that opportunity. I, I literally couldn't believe it when I realized that you could study an undergrad in footwear design. I, I was so excited. So, and at the time, there were just two degrees in the UK, and I applied to both of those. And um, another qualification that was just like the first two years of a degree. And so I was determined, like I didn't apply for anything else. <laughs> it had to be footwear design. And we learned loads. I mean, there's a lot of uh, like really technical knowledge, you know, pattern cutting, which is basically maths in disguise. <laughs> um, mm. and, Sounds uh, like your favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> And like uh, learning to sew, which they call clothing, on these really fast sewing machines. You know, actually, mm. they were just taken from a factory. Um, yeah, lots of factories had closed down mm. in the UK by that point. So the universities managed to get hold of them. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so that went really, really quickly. It was terrifying at first, but I got quite into that. And um, yeah, and, and then there was a lot of glue sniffing. So, so you'd, there was a special room with, uh, you know, extractor fans and stuff. Yeah. Um, but still, I'm pretty sure we were getting a little bit high from <laughs> the glues that we were using to fix the shoes together, particularly um, attach the uppers to the sole. Mm. So, yeah, even now, like if I smell that particular glue, it's quite nostalgic. <laughs> Most people have like a specific alcohol that if they smell it, it takes them like back to something. You're like, no, um, glue. <laughs> There's this particular glue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is it. If I could go past a shoe repairer, 
um, that's often a, oh, those days. <laughs> um, did you ever have any like uh, accidents or like gluing something together that shouldn't have been glued together? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, it's actually really hard. It's really hard to do um, what they call hand lasting. Um, kind of putting the upper over the sole like it's done by a machine basically um, normally Mm -hmm. so yeah it takes quite a lot of muscle power which I don't really have Um, (laughs) but actually I do remember um, a big group of us like 20-25 students were in this tiny room and our lecturer was demonstrating something and it was like we definitely shouldn't have all been in there and I passed out so that was good (gasps) oh my gosh that story took a totally different turn than what I thought it was going to I think at that point I realized that maybe it was maybe a bad choice (laughs) (laughs) oh my god did you come to like quickly or yeah I think so I remember I remember you know like when you're when you're that sort of age um I guess I was about 20 or so you know everyone's very dramatic you know it's like oh, oh everyone gathers around you <laughs> you open your eyes there's 30 people standing over you you're yeah. like what's happening oh my gosh that's the worst <laughs> I don't make a habit of passing out that's I feel like that's a good um motto to live by <laughs> although actually hold on. <laughs> one, one. One more fainting story. Oh, no. um, so I, I said my dad was a vicar. So on Christmas Day one year, I don't know how old I was, um, in church, <laughs> um, I had a kind of a fit and passed out. That was good. <gasps> yeah. Oh, Chris. Oh, my gosh. And that's like the service that everybody's at. Everybody's <laughs> watching. Oh, yes. no. I but, think I've... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got to go home early, so I was quite happy about that. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you worked for some well-known companies like the Jones Bootmakers and Doc Martens. I love Doc Martens. Um, when and why did you decide to launch your consulting business, The Shoe Consultant? Okay, so I guess the more I worked for other people the more it made me want to work for myself. Mm. And, you know, I got to a point at which I was like, well, um, I'm going to do it. I just don't know what I'm going to do yet. And so, actually, I don't tell many people this, but um, I thought I'd fallen out of love with shoes. Um, You know, I thought, you know, I just was... I was actually just fed up with kind of working for other people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, enrolled on this quite expensive interior design course and completed almost none or maybe none of the coursework. Because um, I just didn't have the motivation. I, uh, it was more technical drawing, like a lot of technical mm. drawing. And... Yeah, it just, wasn't, it just wasn't making my heart sing, you know, that was an expensive mistake. And then I realized that, no, it wasn't that I'd fallen out of love with the shoes. It was just that I needed to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. 
So I was kind of biding my time for a while, you know, saving up some money, um, you know, the, the long-term escape plan, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. And, and I was blogging. I was starting a blog called, called The Shoe Consultant, actually. And I thought I would monetize the blog and then that would be kind of my business. Um, but it didn't really work like that. It, um, either I just didn't really know how to do it or it just wasn't really going to work. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it wasn't going to be that, but actually the name was really useful and I already had the domain. And so, yeah, I got to the point where I really wanted to do something for myself. I'd uh, managed to save up uh, enough money that I thought would last me about a year. It ended up lasting me longer actually. Mm. Um, and so I thought, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to think about, you know, what I can use all my shoe knowledge for, because yeah, I've been working in the shoe industry since 1998. I've had all of this knowledge and I just thought, well, I'd like to share it with the world. And so one of the things that I thought I would do would be to help women find comfortable and beautiful shoes. So like a personal shoe shopper, that sort of thing. Mm. And then the other thing was going to be at the same time was helping people to start shoe brands. Um, one of them proved more popular than the other. <laughs> Nobody really was looking for someone to help them with shoe shopping. Now, I still think, you know, whenever I give people tips on what to look for, how to find comfortable high heels, those sorts of things, you know, people are really interested, but no one is going out looking for someone to help them with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah it, it actually did take me a while to figure out that I should just be focusing on <laughs> business side but yeah that that was how it was born it was just this um this need I guess to mm. a step out on my own and b share my knowledge with other people mm. mm-hmm. yeah and that's I think it's such a unique um uh, just business brand all together. I can genuinely say that I cannot name a single other person who is doing that. And I think that's such such a smart way to utilize all of your all of your knowledge, truthfully. And I like I, I love to hear that you I I feel like a big theme that I've been hearing is being able to pivot and saying, okay, well, this isn't working. What's another thing I can do with this? Okay, well, this part of this thing worked well. The name is excellent. Why don't we do this instead with that? And I, I just, I love that you were just like determined and ready to be like, I need to not work for other people. <laughs> and I need to figure out how I can use all of this knowledge, very specific knowledge mm-hmm. in a yeah. great way. It's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> you have recently launched a new edu- educational is what I was about to say. <laughs> you have, I haven't had enough coffee yet. It's still morning here. <laughs> you have recently launched a new educational course on your website. Can you mm-hmm. tell us um, a bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. It is called How to Start a Shoe Brand. And it is a comprehensive guide 
uh, kind of like a workbook in a way to take you from your concept, your idea, um, through all of the research stages, um, marketing, design, finding a manufacturer, launching, all of those steps that you need to take um, yeah, to have a successful shoe brand. And it's full of videos. So uh, there are videos of me, but um, the real juicy ones are the <laughs> interviews that I did with people who have started shoe brands themselves. Um, so five um, amazing women who have started shoe brands. And then also some other industry professionals. So a retail buyer, there's a shoe photographer, um, someone talking about um, sustainability in shoes. Yeah. So there's a load of um, a load of context as well to all of the information and advice mm. and the kind of the worksheets that uh, people on the course need to complete. And uh, yeah, the the beauty of it is that it is it's always available, so anyone can enrol at any point. And um, yeah, they, they get a free one hour call with me um, as part of the course. So that can be some real bespoke knowledge to their specific brand. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it, it's going really well. And I'm just so happy to be able to help even more people uh, than, than I already do to start successful shoe brands. I think there's, there's power in the entrepreneurs mm. and I think they, there are some changes that need to happen in the sh in the shoe world and it's the new brands who are going to be able to do that really well i think mm. really do really give people what they need and what they want from their shoes it's not about shareholders it's about human beings it's about yeah who is your customer yeah absolutely and also like shoes shoes that make sense <laughs> yeah shoes that make sense and the foot shaped and that sounds obvious, but clearly it's not to every single creator of a shoe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. You know, and it's also, I, I love that it's online, it's videos, all of this great stuff, especially, I mean, I, in, in a time in the world where, where people are looking for, you know, some people are saying, okay, well, if not, if not now, then when, and what are some resources mm -hmm. that are available to me that I don't need to go anywhere for? that I can, mm -hmm. I can be at home and I can, I can get a lot out of this particular resource. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. I, it was such a labor of love, you know, and every, every single element, every single step had to be right and had to be, you know, as much knowledge, you know, such a download from my head is why it took a year to make because <laughs> I just kept adding because yeah. Yeah. I wanted to share. You, you kept finding different files in your brain that you're like, oh, yeah, and I learned this at that time. And then you've got like hidden memories from when you're, <laughs> when you're a kid. And you're exactly. like, oh, yeah, I could say this too. <laughs> <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever doubt yourself in, in this process? Of course. <laughs> oh, all the time, Heather, all the time. Yeah. No, it's one of those things isn't it I think okay so I've had this uh, business for um, five um, coming on for six years now so I've learned a lot and one thing that you learn when you start your own business is you learn a lot about yourself mm. and 
what motivates you what demotivates you um you know how <laughs> whether you're organized and and i think it it really is exciting to be able to build your own um build your own culture mm. so when you come out of the corporate world and you you come out of that kind of having to be in the mold of a particular company or a particular boss or both and then you kind of well i started out and i thought i had to be you know this a little bit cold a little bit corporate a little bit business like in that sense mm -hmm. but quite quickly i realized that i could be exactly what i wanted to be and that i would just attract the people that were into that you know mm -hmm. um yeah that was wonderful and what was your question <laughs> oh i i i don't i don't uh, like what was the question that i started with or what was the one that was on the tip of my tongue because i forgot i was supposed to answer <laughs> <laughs> it was if you doubt yourself oh yes yes yeah yeah because you know like as um i i have an assistant now who is amazing and i've had um a series of really brilliant assistants so um he is my third um and but all the decisions really do come down to me and that you know it's quite a lot of pressure and so you do doubt yourself because you know you you don't know if this is going to your next idea is mm. going to be worth your time your assistant's time mm. and is going to be fruitful mm. and is going to be what people are looking for mm. and you don't know unless you try it unless you test it mm -hmm. but i'm getting i'm getting more into the risks mm. and because I know sometimes there's this sort of stereotype about women that we don't take risks in business. Um, so I'm getting there. You know, but here's the thing. You already took the biggest risk, which was leaving that world and starting your own business. That, yeah. you know, that's the biggest risk that you can possibly take. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like you've already, you've already made, th taken that risk. And um, I, I, I wonder... Um, cause I, I struggle a lot with imposter syndrome, um, you know, and it's, I think that affects your decision-making as well, where you're like, who am I to, to put this out there? Not even knowing if people are going to like it because just cause I like it doesn't mean other people. And what is this? What is that? And then you just sit there and you end up in a spiral of what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Or sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you see something that someone else has put out into the world and you, uh, you're a bit cynical about it, or you're mm. like, oh, look at them. And then you think, oh no, people are gonna be thinking <laughs> that about me. And yeah, if, mm -hmm. if you think about it too much, <laughs> you, you never do anything, honestly. And especially on Instagram and um, like Instagram reels, it's, <laughs> it's quite kind of, yeah, out of a lot of people's comfort zones, I think. Mm. But yeah, yeah. it's, it's fun. good. I'm glad, you know, it sounds like you're able to take your doubts in stride. It's kind of, they register for a little bit and then you kind of just are like, okay, those doubts spoke enough. They can go away now and I'm going to continue moving forward. Yeah. Some days that's easier than other mm -hmm. days. I would say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Do you have a support system that you can turn to when you're doubting and questioning yourself? So I have worked with a couple of different business coaches who have been amazing, um, both women, again, there's a theme. Um, and I'm not working with one now, but I'm now a part of a really great women's network in the UK. Um, and they are amazing as, you know, if you have a problem, someone's experienced it before and has got some really sound advice. So yeah, that's that and actually um, being able to bounce ideas off my assistants mm -hmm. has been, yeah, my support network. And obviously, you know, there's friends and family and my husband as well. Um, but yeah, I think I feel a lot more supported than when I was starting out and just doing everything by myself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can be tough too. Cause especially if, if, you know, you're coming from a culture like corporate culture and uh, you're not really supposed to ask for help. If you need help in a cult, corporate culture you're just not supposed to which doesn't make sense to me because don't they want it done well but, hmm. yeah, but then someone will know that you don't know how to do it and oh no <laughs> yeah but like oh no someone will know that you weren't just innately born knowing how to make the exact spreadsheet that they want like what mm -hmm. With a spreadsheet yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like this spreadsheet rundown i've just opened up word doc and just like <laughs> made something up but no it's like and then so when you do leave that sector and you're going out on your own it's you're still in the mindset of you're not supposed to ask for help and it's not an actual community. Whereas the, the, and then, it, you know, uh, I feel like corporations put in our, in our minds that everything is this competition because your corporation is pitted against this other huge corporation and you, you want your marketing to be better mm -hmm. than theirs, even if you're not actually selling to the same people. Yeah. So then when you come out of it and create your own stuff, it's kind of, you protect it thinking like, are these other entrepreneurs also gonna, like, are we all against each other? And then it takes a while to figure out, no. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be. Yeah. And maybe ha someone has kind of launched something that like feels similar to something you were thinking of doing or, or whatever, but, but then actually they share what you've done and maybe you can do the same and that's okay because you're going to attract different people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you do things in a slightly different way or yeah, absolutely. It, it really doesn't, it collaborative feels so much better. Oh my gosh. And and even, okay, even within teams, when you're um, in the corporate world, even within teams, there's so much competitiveness mm -hmm. and it's really destructive and not very nice, you know, mm -mm. to be in that environment. It feels quite uncomfortable or someone's always kind of trying to cover their back or something. Yeah. And even like, I, I, I feel like that's a similar situation um, a lot of times with with like just just podcasts where like um there's a million and one true crime podcasts but they're all and they could all cover the exact same case and they're all gonna be very different because they're all different people with different approaches and I feel like that also applies to so many things I mean think about all the different types of like independent coffee bean 
uh, roasters. You know, I'm, I'm looking at my coffee right now. That's why I thought about that or tea, whatever, you know, like yeah. where, where everybody's is process is different. Their goals are different. And it's like, it's okay to collaborate and, and get advice and people have been through it before you. So they're more than likely going to be willing to help unless they're, you know, not a very good person, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. What is the best piece of advice that you have received so far? Um, business advice? <laughs> Whatever. Any kind of advice that impacted you in either a profound way or just you made you, made you sit and think for, for a couple hours. Hmm. Okay. Um, I used to have uh, something up on uh, like the cubicle divider or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, where I used to work um, that just said work hard and be nice to people. Um, but yeah, it was hard to do that even in that environment. <laughs> you know, it's hard to work hard when you don't really understand why you're doing a particular thing. Mm. Um, and it's hard to be nice to people when they're not being nice to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but okay, but it's much easier now, and uh, and uh, I do not need that now up on my wall because, of course, that's exactly what I do because that's what I want to do, mm. and that's what makes me happy. It's so funny; it sort of almost changes, um, yeah, who you are, or particularly your psychological state, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. I you know work hard, be nice, and if you can't be nice or work hard probably uh readdress the situation that you're in and see why you can't work hard and be nice because it might not be you it could be completely external like you're saying this Mm. external environment that is completely affecting every part of your life Mm -hmm. yeah this is it and yeah I, i and there's also the thing that i think is really old fashioned advice that is completely applicable to, to now is um, something that I think a lot of parents <laughs> told their kids, which is if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And, you know, Twitter, <laughs> listen up Twitter. <laughs> I, I can't spend a lot of time on Twitter now because it's just unpleasant. Very and divisive. It is. And I think it's kind of sometimes bad karma because I get into the drama of it and um, I don't like that. You know, Mm. I'd I'd rather not be drawn into the arguments Mm -hmm. between people and sort of enjoy that. Mm. It's not something I like about, you know. Yeah, it it feeds like a weird part in you, right? Like, I'm glad I'm not the only one that kind of feels that sometimes where you're like, it gives you this weird energy and then you have to like, you're like typing out and then you're like, maybe not, maybe not, (laughs) maybe not. I I don't think I would ever, yeah, reply to that, but it's just more like, yeah, you said it, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And what, actually, what good does it do, you know? Yeah, yeah just words nobody really learns anything yeah everybody keeps their own opinions and yeah Yeah. we've luckily we've um with our page we've we've kind of weaseled our way into these really amazing support networks 
So mm-hmm. there's like of these whole groups of like women in STEM, um, the writing community, women um, in sports. There's like certain hashtags that if you click, you just come and it's all support. And there's like um, this women in neuroscience one that's like so cool. I'm obsessed with brains. I think they're fascinating. And, you know, if you if if you follow all the people who are going to be um, spreading the drama and the divisiveness, then that's what you're going to continually absorb. But if you, if you, it's, it's like with you moving out of that situation and you don't even need to have work hard, be nice, kind, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's already, it's part of your environment and, you know, it's, it's surrounding yourself with the people who are going to lift you up and not tear you down, even if there are people on the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've actually found Instagram really good for that. Mm. I found it quite a pleasant place to hang out. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, people just being quite nice to each other. And yeah, yeah and it still, you know, can can steal an hour of your time. And <laughs> well, where did that go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you like lay down. To go to bed and you're like how is it how's it midnight now what just happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasted another hour of my short life <laughs> <laughs> what do you love the most about shoe design and or the shoe consultant brand that you have created hmm, okay um shoe design I like it when people do something a bit different there are a lot of very kind of generic, um, similar shoe designs out there. And I think when um, the larger retailers uh, find things tough financially in terms of uh, design, and then things get a bit, yeah, a bit samey. So I like it when people do something really quite different. Um, yeah, and still wearable, still comfortable. <laughs> because I'm all about that but yeah just something a little bit more interesting whether it's print or color or shape or Mm. yeah something that's what I need to feast my eyes on like today I've been having to look through um a load of shoe websites um for a project that I've been doing and it's just like my eyes are just like black (laughs) shoes black shoes (laughs) and yeah and what do I love most about the shoe consultants um what don't I love (laughs) Mm. um yeah I I love it but I I love helping my clients so people who are starting shoe brands so I work one-to-one as well as offering the online course and I love helping them move forward and just I know that everything that I'm telling them or yeah sending them is going to help them Mm. and that they're really appreciating that, that somebody is there to help them, that they're there to support them and that they're rooting for them, you know, that they want them to succeed and that they're giving them everything that they need to do that. And yeah, I've had some really lovely testimonials, even just this week. Um, I have a series of masterclasses, live masterclasses. And yeah, I had some such good feedback. Mm. and some of these things you just read through it and it makes you like a little bit emotional (laughs) like oh wow you really really liked what I put it out into the world it's like you know because it is so personal you know when it's your own business Mm -hmm. uh, that 
you can that's one of the best things i think about having your own business is um you can take all the credit (laughs) of course (laughs) when when it's your employees who deserve the credit Uh, but actually that feels fab as well you know saying what a great job they've done Mm. Mm. but yeah it's just like no one's no one's going to try and claim that your idea was theirs Mm. or you know it's all just what you've done and it feels good yeah Yeah, especially especially with you know what you're saying that one of your most favorite things about it is is helping people succeed and then when you get the feedback that is saying that that is what's happening Hmm. that's just like the best feeling where you're Mm -hmm. like oh oh it's it's resonating okay it's working (laughs) it's It's keeping a roof over my head and it's you know it's it's uh yeah proving that my purpose is a worthy one Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely well before we get to our last two questions is there anything else that you would like to add uh, where we can find you and the shoe consultant on social media your website um anything we didn't touch on more fainting stories (laughs) i think that was all of them Uh, (laughs) okay so you can find me uh, at my website which is just shoeconsultant.com and you can find me on uh, twitter not very often but (laughs) and on instagram a lot of the time and i'm at shoe consultant so you'll definitely be able to find me and yeah so uh, the the masterclasses that i offer um the, the ones that i've already done you can download from my website you can purchase those there um and that they go into really specific aspects of starting a shoe business oh good such as how to find a shoe manufacturer which is the number one question that i i um receive from people is I've got a design and now I need to find a manufacturer. And whilst there's actually a lot that you need to get done kind of between the concepts and starting to speak to a manufacturer, actually it's really useful to have that as a resource. Mm. And yeah, yeah, the, the course, there are lots of reviews on that now. So um, you can see if that's something for you, there are some videos about it as well on shoeconsultant.com. And yeah, if you generally, if you're just into shoes, you'll probably like my <laughs> Instagram at shoe consultant because it's all I talk about. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. And you know what? I love that your masterclass um, isn't generalized information. Mm, no, it's specific information and that's great. Mm. Sometimes, um, not anyone that we've had, but, you know, I've had experience where I've signed up for a masterclass that I thought was going to be really informative, paid the money, and then it was a pitch for me to sign mm-hmm. up for another thing. And I was like, is this, is this a joke? What is happening? So, And there's maybe five minutes of content. Uh, yeah. And then you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. no, no, these masterclasses are juicy. And I interview... <laughs> um, shoe brand founders in these as well because excellent you know i've got a lot of information but it's always good to have that context as well and 
it, yeah, it's just really nice to, and then, yeah, when people attend the masterclasses live um, on Zoom, then they can ask questions to the shoe brand founders as well. So that's mm. really good. Thanks. Oh, that's very awesome. It's live. Good. So, so that's something that we can find easily on your website. So like for the live ones coming up. Awesome. I love that. I love that. I ask the same last two questions to everyone that comes through the podcast. First, what is your second favorite color? <laughs> um, okay. Probably yellow, I would say. I'm wearing yellow today <laughs> like, uh, because it's such a happy color. Like bright, like sunshine yellow? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I was about to say, <laughs> you are wearing a sunshine, sunshine yellow shirt. That's, that's a tongue twister. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and last, what, in your opinion, is the best part of being a woman? Ooh. I do like being a woman, as hard as it is sometimes. What's the best part? I don't know. I think, I think feeling things really deeply. Mm. I don't know. That that makes it sound like men don't. No, <laughs> no. It's it's what it's what you you know. Everyone's life experience is different, and so based on your life experience up to this point, that's what you've you you know you're finding is your favorite. That applies specifically for you and your experience yeah yeah I think so you know I yeah I enjoy you know the kind of empathizing and getting very emotionally involved with friends and yeah and my family my son and yeah mm. so I like it I like it too it's a good <laughs> answer <laughs> Well, thank you, historians, for tuning in. And thank you, Susanna. I'm, I'm now, I hesitated to say your name because I had a flashback to the beginning of the interview where I was like, oh, how do I say it? It's just <laughs> Susanna, but I'm, I'm all paranoid about it now. <laughs> thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us today. Um, you're so unique. You have all of this awesome knowledge that you are wanting to share with other people thanks heather it's been so good talking to you thank you again historians for tuning in um subscribe tell all your friends you know the drill help us grow and grow so that we can continue to spread these stories all across the world follow us on the social media twitter at the her story pod instagram at women of her story podcast and visit our website at ofherstory.com until next week, be safe, stay healthy, and show the world what you're made of.